Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films, TV shows. Uh, we've got Adam, we've got Rhiannon, we got myself. We have thread the needle of schedules to be able to talk. So I don't think we'll do much pleasantries, but hi guys, it's good to have you here. I hope you're having a good uh, day. <laughs> I actually just would like to focus solely on pleasantries. <laughs> and only pleasantries. <laughs> MND the small talk episode. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I baked some potatoes and smashed them in Crisco the other day, and it was delicious. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing those on TikTok a little bit with a little Parmesan, a lot of butter. Mm. Yeah, I didn't get, I was just going simple, and it was, it crisped right up. So, worth experimenting with. Yeah. I tried uh, the cowboy butter thing for the first time the other day to go with the steak. Oh, on steak? I was like, cowboy coffee? Like, that doesn't seem like you, Caleb. No, cowboy butter. It's like uh, it's butter and some spicy stuff and a little bit of garlic. Yeah. It's just like a, a topping for your steak. So Okay, out of five stars. Oh, where would you uh, put it? I'd say a three, you know, it's was, it was good. Oh, okay. It was, it was not, I don't know. I, I'm a big, I like blue cheese on my steak, so. Oh, man. I like, I like blue cheese on my steak. Oh, I like man. blue cheese, like a little hint of it in anything. Uh, that or I'm horseradish, you know, something slides. a little tangy. Horseradish, okay. Horseradish <laughs> is good. All right. Um, you, you're a fan of horseradish. Do you want some, like, horseradish? Like, we have... Plenty, plenty, plenty of horseradish out at the out at the farm. I'll have to figure out how to. Can you send horseradish through the mail? I don't see why not. It's just not internationally, reader, right? like domestically. I think it's. I don't know. I love those shows where they like see stuff at the airport, <laughs> and it's like jackfruit <laughs> and just you know i started stuff. to interrupt caleb when he said all the news you know the best place for the news on marvel you were like and be no. like but is it really no it's not yeah but is it really <laughs> listeners but if Sorry. you want to know about horseradish shipping <laughs> yeah. all right what do so... we even have to talk about secret invasion i haven't seen spider-verse no yeah seen i know spider-verse uh, Adam, okay. what's going on, man? Are you okay? No, I'm fine. Why? <laughs> Spider Verse is good, though. Like it's actually a good is thing. It? Okay, well, in between, he's moving, moving. Caleb. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. I am going mini golfing today, so I guess I do. I am just starting to do excuses uh, <laughs> instead of seeing across the Spider Verse. I saw uh, into very late. And uh, it's one of my favorite movies ever. So maybe the later I go, um, the more you'll enjoy it. The more I'll, yeah, the more I'll enjoy it. All right. Well, let me ask about two things. First thing, the Craven the Hunter trailer. Adam, you oh. actually somehow liked this. I'm interested to see what you that's didn't. About. No, oh, it's so yeah. bad. I it looks so it. terrible. No, I've it's... never hated. How does it look terrible? More. See, I don't. I don't. This is the same, see, Caleb, like, I, like, we've had the discussion about, like, the salt and pepper on the table, right? And you are, like, a man of fine taste, and I just want, 
the processed food injected into my vein. <laughs> like, give me the black of Velveeta. Who the hell cares? You know? Yeah. Um, so you're saying this is like the should... Taco Bell of of superhero movies. If we're talking like authentic, good Mexican food, yeah, Craven the Hunters, <laughs> Taco Bell. Craven the Hunter is, uh, I was going to shit McDonald's, but have you guys had the revamped burgers yet? Phenomenal. Can't, uh, can't, can't applaud them enough. No, it looked great, man. I, I love the, whatever, you know, we know who's making the movie. And it seems like they just kind of let them do whatever, man. He uses a bear trap as like a range weapon, which is just absolutely insane. And I love that. So if that's the one moment that I enjoy from the movie, oh, well, man. You know, my threshold for movies is probably at an all-time low. Um, I don't know why. Maybe I'm, instead of getting wiser with age, I'm just like, what's... You're getting burnt out. Uh, yeah, burnt out, but I'm having fun with it, you know. Okay. What's what's the fun version of burnout? <laughs> I don't Insanity, know. maybe. I don't know. But uh whatever, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I'll probably watch it. I mean, I can't even go to the theater for across the spider-verse. So it's just hard making movies a priority right now, you know. Rian, do you have Raven does reek of like a direct to streaming movie, though. It should be. Then I'd yes, watch it. yeah. There were scenes in it that I was like, "Are these cuts from the uh, what's the Idris Elba gets eaten by a lion movie? Beast, maybe." Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just called that. Yeah. Well, it just struck me as like, oh, this could be outtakes from that movie. Maybe I don't know. I have. I mean, they gave him the fur, though. I mean, what else do you want from a Craven movie? Well, I don't want a Craven movie. That's the primary concern I have. But true. Okay. Rhiannon, do you have any thoughts I mean, about the Craven trailer? Yeah. I have zero thoughts. I haven't seen. So here's the problem with not being on Twitter anymore: is I miss that things exist. I it totally slipped past me that Secret Invasion was even premiering. Like evidently, it's the only social media that was feeding me Marvel news. Yeah. So I've got to work on that. But, um, so no, I don't have any thoughts on the Craven trailer, but it sounds like a winner. Like, yeah. I mean, would you guys say it's better? Like, cause I, I kind of was interested in the Morbius trailer. Would you say from a trailer's million times better? It seems better. Million times. Okay. But Caleb is shaking his head. Caleb's a Spider-Man guy. Caleb wants Craven's last ton. He wants Tom Holland and all this. It's a, I mean, it's objectively at least a zillion billion times better than the Morbius trailer. Actually, I'm probably lying. The Morbius trailer is pretty good. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the plot's a little bit the same. It's like there's yeah. a guy and he gets injected with bat DNA and then he does bat stuff. And now this one's there's a guy and he gets injected with lion DNA. And so now he does. All right. You have to love that little twist. I wish they didn't show it in the trailer. But come on, man. You love the lion's blood, right? <laughs> no, it made me so mad. So, so what, uh, this thing 
They, they should have had him get bit by a lion and then develop the powers of a lion. Kind of, sort of. He gets scratched or something. He gets he gets cat scratch so fever from a lion. exactly like, yes. you know, the She-Hulk scene where, like, a little bit of blood from Bruce, like, hits, like, her yeah. wound in the car yeah. crash? This is how Craven became Craven the Hunter, is, like, a little bit of lion blood, like, falls into an open wound. While yeah. hunting lions, nonetheless. So it's... Yeah, it sounds... Original, unique, lots of fun. Can't wait. Sony Are they going to make it out of AI? <laughs> Sony does this thing where they always want their universes to like be like they did that thing with Amazing Spider-Man where all the villains were just Oscorp inventions, you know? And so now they're doing it again where now it's all animal DNA. All of our characters have a little, this one's got bat DNA and this one's got lion DNA, you know, like. I'm waiting to see like a beetle movie where there's just like a beetle who spits in his ear or something and like, oh, now I've got a beetle power. Like, I hate it you so forget, much. We also have Rhino and Chameleon in this movie as well. Oh, I didn't even see Chameleon. He's a, the brother. Oh, yay. <laughs> and then... There is a hint at the rhino, but like somehow he has like right like organic rhino scales. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like one. It's like Ferris Bueller goes to the zoo or something, and it's just one bad day at the zoo. <laughs> it's oh. hilarious. And the uh, I what's the uh the stinger? He's like, do you want to know how I became rhino, or something? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I. I I do. That's why I'm going to the movie. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to know right now because it it can't be bad. Well, they're also well, trying I'm to for it, man. They're really trying to sell it. I feel like with the violence, you know, they're like, "This is a red band trailer, and you're going to mm-hmm. see Aaron Tyler Johnson bite a guy's nose off." And it somehow was weirdly bloody, but also not like like there was no like cringiness to it to me. Like there wasn't like. It seems very like, I don't know, CGI. It was the world, yeah, I think it was the world's tamest red band trailer. Normally, when you see like a red band trailer, it's like over the top. It's like when remember when they used to do like unrated cuts on DVD and stuff like that. That type of vibe, which we didn't get from here. But well, whatever. We'll see. There's the the spider shot that they they really want you to remember that this is Spider Man adjacent. Yep. And he has a list, so Spider-Man's a million percent going to be on that list No, as the post credit scene or something. I think that's what everybody's predicted. It's just like, at some point, you'll see his list, and it will be like, Spider-Man, Venom. And they'll be like, oh, look how connected these movies are. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. It's the, the Ant-Man and the drummer all over again. Oh. We just spoiled the mid credit scene for Craven the Hunt. No, but good for uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, man. If he doesn't get Bond after this movie, I'm not sure. Like, you have to admit, at least with, like, the, the car chase moment, you're like, okay, he could he could probably play Bond. If Bond was bit by a radioactive lion, I guess. And runs barefoot. <laughs> through the streets of London or wherever they were. Yep, so that's all the things I hated about the Craven trailer. Awesome. Sounds like a winner. Yeah, I know. Ugh. <laughs> I I just, you know, how many of these have got a bot? They've given up on Bad Bunny now, apparently. 
El Muerto is indefinitely on hold. Now, hold on. Let me. Uh, have you seen the uh, plot for that? No. <laughs> One second. It's. Oh, no. <laughs> if you care about spoilers for the Bad Bunny movie, that probably won't happen. Stop listening. Yeah, stop listening. I don't know why you're listening in the first place, but here is the plot. The plot for El Muerto, Muerto, if it ever gets moving again, it is about two wrestlers who get superpowers from their masks, the luchador masks, who are in the middle of a conflict between the mafia run by Tombstone and Hammerhead and the Mexican cartel run by a brother and sister who are werewolves. I need it. I absolutely need that movie. They took a character that appeared in two comics and made a movie out of it. <laughs> or they they made a synopsis out of it. Who are the and, werewolf? Uh, co- it's supposed to be like Von Strucker or something? Think, or who knows? No, probably just the original characters. I mean, so, at least it sounds more man. interesting than they got bit by a radioactive matador or whatever, you know? Well... Just wait, Hammerhead man. He has stuck his hand in the shark tank, and now <laughs> now he's got a big old forehead. <laughs> shark DNA. Even though it doesn't make any sense, Tombstone. what Hammerhead actually is. <laughs> in Tombstone, he uh, he died once, and somehow there was something in the soil with the uh, headstone. Yeah, radioactive, like Tombstone. Yeah, he was buried in radioactive dirt. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, that's that. <laughs> uh, what'd you guys think of the first episode of Secret Invasion? I haven't finished watching yet. I've been fully spoiled. Um, but I honestly, like I said, I forgot that it was coming out. And then the only thing I heard about it was the issue that they used AI. And I Adam wrote a nice article about it, but I really, in that moment, was like, do I even give a crap about any Marvel property? Like, I, I, how can I support this company that was built on artists? Like, I mean, this incorporating AI and they can say, they say no artists were fired for the AI, but how many of them were not Hired. hired? Like so many of these, you know, an artist is brought in just for the special project to create the title graphics and stuff like that. Like, it's not was anybody fired for this, but who did they not reach out to? Who did they not employ? It is just a slap in the face. And so I spent the day deciding if I was going to watch. And then I lost my remote. And when I found out I could stay awake for about the first 15 minutes. So, and I I mean, I've been watching it in five or ten minute increments. I'm about halfway, more two-thirds through. Um, I'm struggling to care. I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to end up loving it. But I, you know, like at this point, it's not grabbing me. I like the concept that scrolls can handle radiation therefore it doesn't matter if they nuke the planet like then it's inhabitable for them they want our planet like i like that concept um i feel like way too much value and maybe this is just me being better from going to his broadway show and feeling the same way i feel like way too much value is given to just samuel l jackson being in a room 
like, yes, he has amazing presence, but I need more than just Samuel L. Jackson in a room to carry a story. And at this point, what I'm seeing, I that's what I'm feeling. And I want to like it. I feel like I just come and poo on everything here. And I don't want to. So how are you guys having watched the whole episode? So I felt like Samuel L. Jackson's the best part of the show. Like, yeah, his character and him actually taking new Nick Fury to a new place and sort of being in a, a new space, I think is interesting seeing a, an aging Nick Fury that potentially is actually vulnerable and not just three steps ahead and seeing a little bit of like actual regret of like, I tried to save the world and I can't stay up fast. Like to me, that's the most fascinating part of the show is Samuel L. Jackson exploring a new facet for the character. Um, My biggest concern was just, and this is, I think the first 10 minutes of the worst part of the episode the exposition dumps were so bad. It was like, oh, I'm Everett Ross. And let me explain to you everything you need to know from other Marvel things that you maybe haven't watched yet. And then after that scene, it was like, hey, Maria Hill and Samuel L. Jackson are going to talk about all the other things that you maybe don't know yet. And I'm like, we're 15 minutes in and we've just seen two conversations of people like giving me background information so the plot can move on. Like that I think is not been fun. And, and I think the thing that's going to be hard for me is that when I watch the show, I immediately think of Andor because to me, they should be similar shows like thriller spy shows built around famous IP Andor was so good and so um, grown up and just written in a way that was all subtlety. It was all suggestion. It was all innuendo. They didn't tell you anything explicitly. You kind of teased it out in your mind. This just feels like entertainment for toddlers in comparison because it doesn't make my brain work at all. It's like, oh, you might be four and watching this show. Let us explain to you everything that's happening. And I'm finding that to be very boring. I, to be fair, I was very bored in the first episode of Andor too. So, and I ended up liking it. So we shall see. Adam? You guys have summed it up. I agree with everything. I, you know, on one one part, it's hard to believe we've had to wait 15 years for, for Nick Fury to get his own show. And at the same time, the show simultaneously wants to be very small and grounded, but at the same time, waste zero time introducing a world ending threat. You know, it it, it always goes to that. Um, it just feels like it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be. Um, you know, the, the AI intro is kind of a, a perfect metaphor. They think they're doing something um big innovative <laughs> yeah innovative but at the same time it's it's very shallow and hollow um the exposition thing i mean that's pretty much what i saw through the 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 entire first two episodes um the the ending of episode 1 how how do you in a show about shape shifting how do you take the ending of episode 1 seriously you know, um, yeah, except for 
she'd turn to a scroll if she got shot, right? If she was a like you turn to a scroll, True, but die, cutaway. Right? I mean, we saw we saw like what five seconds of it, you know? Yeah, maybe sort of. I mean, there's there's some stuff in the second episode that uh, will go towards that and whatnot, but yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, it just feels uh, it just feels like they're trying to pull the show in a million different directions and um you know sam killed it uh olivia coleman's probably going to be the best part of the show moving forward there there's a couple bits coming up next week that how many it's just one episode dropped right yeah yeah um olivia coleman's a, a superstar of course um and, and that's very much evident and in, in uh episode two but uh, ben mendelson kills it it's the, that's one trope that I'm kind of a sucker for is like the old retiree, you know, golden girls type stuff. You know, this is essentially, I think it wants to be Bond, but in reality, it's more expendables than anything with Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as two retirees trying to save the world or something, you know? And yeah. I don't hate that premise whatsoever but just don't try billing that as a everyone keeps calling it a spy thriller and to me that has to have some thrill to it maybe it's a spy drama or something you know but it's missing that high octane bond or james james wick john wick's brother john wickian thrill or action you know yeah i agree all right i hate i gotta ask so I don't get why everybody cares so much about the stinking AI thing. Like, on the mm. like, because my thing is, Caleb, right, we have a hard out in four minutes, man. We can't bring this. I up. know. Well, the, I, the, I mean, so, I think it's. I mean, to me, the reason that it very much matters right this second is that that is one of the biggest. It's one of the big issues that the studios have not come to the table on on the writer strike. Mm-hmm. So them putting this out there, having in the credits that it is AI and all of that is essentially, I mean, it's a huge message. Like, we're doing this. We're we're doing this and we're moving forward with it. So even if like, I mean, like, I don't care what credits look like. I haven't watched them. But the fact that they are willing to spit in the face of those, it's a big negotiation for the, the, the actors strike as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and but so I think and the, the thing, actors, yeah. The thing that's really confusing, though, to me is I have not heard writers say they want to see no AI. The writer's contract is we want to be in control of the AI. Like AI is okay if a writer is directing it, but it can't be used to replace a writer. And that's what this is. The artistic team directed it. They gave it material. They're not like generating it from other people's art. They created art, put it into the AI, and then but they are so, generating it from other people's art. That's how AI is trained. It yeah, but they trained this the one on the art of the development team, right? Uh, and it used, used existing both, AI art yeah, technology. Used, yeah, like Midjourney. So Marvel quite literally paid a vendor. Sure, they could say they use proprietary AI stuff, which is trained just the way other AI stuff is. Um, but it used existing ones as well. So Marvel paid someone to sit on Discord using Midjourney and type in prompts. Um, it's tasteless, I, I would guess. That that's one part of it. But I think it's just 
a huge snowball effect. You know, you, you look at Marvel Studios and they have this huge slate and, and all of their productions are paused for the foreseeable future and there's no end in sight to the strike. So what's stopping them from using chat GPT to to do rewrites on set, you know, for the writers? They already have the script. Why couldn't they do that, you know? I mean, I agree with all that, but my thing is like, if they do this a lot, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But they have one opening that's about a show that's about things that are alien and unhuman. And so they used an inhuman way to make the opening credits. To me, that just makes sense artistically. If they did it a second time, okay. But like one time in this particular way, under the direction of some artists that they paid to do it, like, I just don't see the big yeah, deal. I, I, they're they're, t- they're teetering on it, man. It's a slippery slope, <laughs> you know, because all it takes is one yeah. major studio. I mean, what's stopping Universal from saying, well, they just used AI on this, you know? Um, AI is getting to the point where they won't need visual effects vendors anymore, you know? it's It just has the potential to have huge reverberations. Uh, yeah, I get that. I think... Even. I'm just thinking like I've seen opening credits that were using like mathematics to make like fractal designs. Mm-hmm. Nobody complains that the math is replacing humans because there was a human yeah, that put that data in, you know, like. I mean, the, the thing with AI one is that it is developing so quickly that there's a little bit of fear of like, it's more than just a math formula. It's more than this. And there is like these AI programs there's a lot of uproar in the artist community that they are based on like scouring the internet and stealing people's art and putting it into that. I mean, like using a fractal, you can't go and steal the number nine, but the, the methodology that is used for this AI art to be developed is from what I understand from scouring the internet in some ways and gathering art that is out there sometimes without the artist's permission. yeah. Or so- there's no way to know where it came from and to know if it came with the artist's permission or not. And therefore, like, there's a lot, and it's very quickly coming out. It's a rapidly emerging technology, but it's, it, to me, it's just like Marvel could call up many artists and get them to create something that's that cool and then they could use existing computer graphic software to merge it into stuff and yeah i mean you just can't tell me that you have to use this technology that perhaps is stealing from artists to create what they have yeah and that's where i would love to know how the model worked because now the vfx vendor is saying no we created a ton of assets and fed it to the ai and then had the AI make the production like it, it it was taught on our stuff that we were paid to create, you know, and the degree to which that's true. I just don't think this is a big deal, but. Yeah. Yeah. You I, can't I tell me that secret invasion is not a psyop in, in some shape, way or form. You're telling me all this UFO stuff and weeks before secret invasion premieres there's a whistleblower that says the united states has possession of alien craft and aliens have been among us forever that secret invasion they're warming us up they are warming us up for the reveal and you yeah. can't tell me otherwise that's great on right, that note have... i've got to run i was gonna say we gotta let people go so we will talk more Great. about secret invasion 
Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. I know this was brief, but we'll we'll be back. Bye.